Hi, my name is Caroline Kay, and I just completed my second year of the school psychology program at William James College. Ever since the announcement came that schools will not be reopening for the year, parents and guardians may have recognized a variety of sentiments from their children about their reactions to this news and what meaning it has for them. This podcast will address how to help children and adolescents come to terms with school being closed for the remainder of the year and how to provide some proper closure to the current school year. Although there are a number of ways to help students cope with this news depending on their reactions, I'm going to share a few approaches during this brief podcast that parents or guardians can consider trying with their own children. The goal is to help them understand the pandemic and its consequences in a developmentally appropriate way. It is important to note that for younger children, the news of schools remaining closed for the remainder of the year, you know when that really means and what that looks like, still may not be totally clear since time at young ages is an abstract concept, especially for those kids who, for whom this is their first school year. Um, you know, like if they're in kindergarten, they may have not experienced a full school year before this, may not know what's normally expected. For some kids, it may click as it gets closer and closer to the summer, and even as the weather becomes warmer, when they may be realizing they're not doing certain end-of-the-year celebrations in an expected way. And for kids at all ages, it may be especially hard um, for students who may be moving schools the following year and for students making transitions, such as from elementary to middle school, middle to high school, or graduating from high school, where there are normally supposed to be certain celebrations and they won't be back at the same school the next year. Also, for those students, um, you know, who are moving away, it may come, they may have to come to terms with the reality they may not see some of their classmates or teachers again. So first, whatever the emotions are for your children, validate them. Let them know that what they're feeling is okay and that there is no normal thing to feel or re- way to react. This also shows that, you know, that what they're feeling is okay and that it's, there's not, they're not feeling alone. Um, you know, encourage, especially if you encourage them to connect with friends or peers or classmates about their feelings, this may help them to realize the range of emotions and reactions being experienced and that some are similar to your own children and some may be different and that's okay. Second, even though things may not be the typical sense of normal, trying to maintain some level of normalcy and structure is is recommended. For example, um, participating in virtual class time over Zoom, staying engaged with class activities, talking to peers, and you know, trying to complete assigned work to the extent possible, or really any type of academic work, but also communicating with teachers what kids are doing given the circumstances. Um, to help things feel less time warped and more orderly, you know, it's really hard when we don't have a normal schedule to, you know, keep track of what day and time it is and what we should be doing. Having a calendar just to help keep track of this, it may help orient your child and help have them plan things to look forward to uh, visually. Um, with regard to extra extracurricular activities, especially with kids who are, you know, kids, adolescents who are part of clubs or sports teams, you know, kids are missing those seasons. Um, especially for kids who that it's a major part of their identity. So for perhaps for some kind of team having maybe weekly challenges that um, the team can encourage each other to to share on a spreadsheet or um, how they're doing and training to encourage each other, or even having video challenges to like do a um, challenging each other to do certain exercises or come up with a fun way they've been keeping in shape. Just really something to keep the team connected and engaged and motivated during this time and this like I said this doesn't have to be a sports team it can be a theater club or any kind of um, club or activity your child's part of 
And then once the end of the year actually is closer, maybe having kids write letters to students who are upcoming in the grades your child is currently in um, to help kids reflect on what they would have wanted to know um, coming into this school year, you know, what um, helps with was helps perspective taking, but it also helps them think about what went well over the year and what maybe could have gone better. But also it does something helpful for future students. Um, they could also write to a teacher or someone they felt connected with at school for the end of the year and even send it to their teacher or to that other adult. Um, having some kind of at-home celebration or something that can be done virtually um, or participating in virtual school planned um, end-of-the-year celebrations. Even having, you know, Zoom photos, whether it's, you know, a screenshot by capturing moments or celebrations over the screen that, you know, can students can look back on and remember this time and really maintain some sense of community. So while, you know, students, we don't want them to spend too much time focused on worries about what is next, especially since nobody really knows what will happen next right now, you know, remind them that if they do ask, that schools will let families know what they know as soon as they can, and just reassure them that when information comes, families will be kept in the loop. But, you know, regardless of all of that, it's really important to remember that, um, you know, kids are resilient and that we will come back from this.